Hey everybody, Steven Jensen here with Jesse Davin. Hope y'all can hear me and you should be able to hear Jesse here as well. How's it going, Jesse? Hi. Yes, hello. Um, thank you for joining us today, everybody. Um, <coughs> basically, today we're going to be doing a little, uh, little Q&A, whatever y'all want to talk about. If you got some super chats, that's obviously the best time or the best way to uh, have your voice heard, have your message read out. Uh, have your answer, your questions answered, all that good stuff. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit today about AEW Dynamite, because last night's show was really good, a lot of good stuff coming out of there. We also have um, WWE Extreme Rules, which uh, we'll, yeah, we'll talk a little bit about as well, <laughs> I guess. Um, I did watch the show, um, so I... I, I tweeted about it. I said I'm so far out of the you know WWE's demographic that I probably shouldn't even have an opinion at this point on the stuff. But like, if y'all want right. to hear my thoughts on it, I'll I'll tell you how I felt about it. Um, but that'll being said, before we get into Dynamite and Extreme Rules and uh, all this stuff, how you doing, Jesse? Oh, tired, 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 tired. But pushing through, pushing through. But yeah, just tired. Yeah. How are you? I'm good. Um. Today it's a little overcast, like it's it's a little kind of gloomy out, but I'll uh, uh, go and go hit golf balls with my dad today in the afternoon, so it's always a good time, get a little lunch, hit some golf balls, and uh, tonight, if anyone's around, I forgot to message you last week, Jesse, like, I, you told me to I know, remind you. I thought about that, I was like, ah, oh, dang it. <laughs> well, if you happen to be free, Jesse, or anybody else watching, uh, later tonight, myself and Joel Pearl will be doing our weekly Twitch takeover on the Fightful Twitch channel. That's Fightful t- Twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. And we'll be watching, uh, basically what we've been doing since we used to watch Impact Wrestling, but Impact Wrestling won't let people stream on Twitch anymore because now they're on YouTube. So the last, uh, month or so, me and Joel have been watching old WCW pay-per-views. So, uh, we do two mm-hmm. hours. We do two hours of that. So from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, we skip around a little bit here and there. Jesus Christ, Corey. Wow. Um, I'll read that in just Corey. a second. Um, I'll read that in just a second. Thank you so much. He said much. he doesn't want it read. He doesn't want it read. Oh, okay. It popped up on the screen by default, Corey. Um, but I will not read it out. So people may have seen it for just a second, but I, I really, really <laughs> appreciate that, Corey. I really, really appreciate it too. And Corey, I'm just, I'm super busy and no, you're not. You're good. You are more than good. You're as good as gold. You are amazing. So, yeah, same here, man. Like, even though I'm not able to always respond to everything, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we we really yeah. appreciate you so yeah. much, Corey. Like, you. I mean, I always try my best to give you a shout out when I can because you are really just you are like a wrestling encyclopedia. You're just you matter so much, and I hope you know that, Corey. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and it isn't just you, Corey. Like, there's plenty of people. Like, it's just sometimes, sometimes I just miss messages or, you know, I'm too busy. You know, just, I, I get, I get, sometimes I get swamped and I'm not even on the internet for like a few days at a time outside of like just checking the stuff I have to absolutely check. So like, mm-hmm. um, Corey, I always appreciate our conversations, man. Like, whatever anyone's going through, not just Corey, anybody out there, like, just know that people out there care about you. So like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Corey, like, you're, you, honestly, man, like. I mean, I don't know if there's been anybody... We have a lot of really loyal listeners that we really, really appreciate, but I don't know if there's been anybody that's been as, in as many of our chats as, as you, as many, um, you know, just all the support and just the constant, you know, promotion out there, telling people about our show and, and hitting us up on social media and stuff and, and looking forward to it. So, like, you don't... we you don't we, By no means do you ever have to send those kind of donations to us, but you... But just... As as we've said before, like that kind of stuff helps us out way more than you understand me me and Jesse both. So thank you yes. so much, man. Thank you so much, and Deshaun, we love you, Deshaun too. Thank you, Deshaun, and thank you, Corey. I'll explain more stuff to you, Corey, later. There's some stuff going on, so. But thank there you, you so much, Deshaun. Yes, Deshaun. Jesus Christ, Corey just sent enough. To Corey. Oh my god! Dude, just, just know you are not obligated to do this, Corey. I don't want you to feel like you are being pressured in any way, shape, or form to be doing what you're doing right now. But know that, yes, this is like that's humongous for both of us. 
humongous. Yes, it is. Thank you, Corey. And Deshaun, I... you as well. Like anyone Deshaun, sending, I, you yes, know, even Corey. whether it's ninety nine cents or a hundred dollars, like all of this gets split between me and Jesse, and like it go. This is how Jesse has money to with her, you know, with her kids. This is how yeah. I, you know, eat throughout the week. So like, this is humongous, humongous from all y'all. Thank you so much. I don't want to miss Deshaun's first super chat. It said, um, hey, Stephen, how Jesse, how are you guys? Uh, who do you think will eventually beat Reigns when he beats The Rock? And how are the kids, Jesse? I'll let you answer both those, then I'll go after. So how, how, who do you think beats, if we're, we're assuming Roman Reigns in this question, we're assuming Roman Reigns beats The Rock, you know, at WrestleMania, whenever they wind up finally doing that. But who do you think beats Roman? And also, how are your kids doing? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I don't really have a specific name that I can think of off the top of my head at this moment, but I would assume it's not going to be like a veteran. It's not going to, it's going to be an up and coming. It's going to be, um, Steiner's kid. <laughs> Dude, that's not a bad option though. It's going to be mean... Steiner's kid. It's going to be up and coming. It's going to be the, not a passing of the torch because Roman's still relevant, but a passing of the torch to the, the 2.0. And um, that's what I think. And the kids are good. Good. Keeping me very, very busy. Very busy. Had me passing out last night in the middle of dynamite. Exhausted. Well, there you go. And uh, <laughs> I like that idea a lot. I actually wouldn't even, even be, have even thought about um, Braun Breaker. But uh, it's just because I, I haven't followed the new NXT really at all. But what I have seen, like, what I have seen of... Braun Breaker slash, you know, Rex Steiner or whatever, they, he looks really, really promising. Like, really, like, yeah. if they push him correctly, I, part of me, honestly, and I know this sounds, this sounds kind of like me being, you know, an AW shill and all, I mean, I'm wearing the t-shirt, they're my favorite company, yada, yada, but like, part of me honestly thinks that like, the reason that they're not calling him Steiner is because they're already like foreseeing a few years from now him leaving and going to AEW and then using the Steiner name. So like, oh. I, the, honestly, I think like WWE at this point is like playing defense with all of their new people because they're like, well, you know, chances are if they're good enough, they're just going to want to leave to go somewhere better. So like, let's make sure that they have to change their name and their identity and like the we don't keep like building people and then they just go off somewhere else. Um, because I don't know why else you wouldn't call him Steiner. Cause like that name alone right. lends so much credibility. And part of the problem with the Braun Breaker name, there's two. One, there was already a Braun Strowman. I know it's spelled differently, but it sounds the same. And two, like you see that guy and what he looks like and what he's wearing. And you're immediately like, that's a Steiner. Like, you know, right, it's a Steiner. exactly. <laughs> you can clock it. Yeah. So, but I love that idea, Jesse. Um, that would be my favorite pick right now too. I think that the most likely choice, it totally depends on heel or babyface situations when it happens, but the only person I could see that's been put in a position at all like that by the WWE, like on the main roster, is maybe Omos, and that's only because, like, I know he's going to oh. be the champion. Like, I know it's either going to, but I don't know if it's going to be on Raw or SmackDown, I know they're doing another draft. I'm not necessarily saying I want Omos to beat Roman Reigns. I'm just saying, I guarantee you guys, anyone watching this, Omos will be either the WWE champion or the Universal champion within the next six months. That's my. He thinks, wow. Yeah, they are going to. They're gonna. They're in desperation mode right now of like having to keep bringing back legends and stuff. And like the only outlier they've created amongst like the newer people is Omos, who's very green and not ready for this yet. But he's so humongous and can move good enough that like I could see them trying to make a massive star of him like as fast as possible. To at least get some sort of some sort of press of like who is this guy like maybe get something in the in mainstream media like WWE's got this seven foot plus dude as their champion like who is this guy you know like maybe you can maybe you can do something there but but I, as far as Roman that, that's the big problem though that we talked about a lot on the show is like the while so I love that they've created the outlier with Roman like I love that he's like yeah. hands head and shoulders above everybody else right now in the company but what they should have been doing over the last year and a half two years or whatever is taking like three wrestlers that they think could potentially be the next star and having them almost like competing for a year of like 
hey, like, you, you, and you, like, you, I would just pick three random names, like, you, you know, granted, Adam Cole's not there anymore, but you could have looked at it and been like, all right, you got, like, Adam Cole, Matt Riddle, and, uh, I don't know who else is doing well right now, Kevin Owens, whatever. You take, like, those three guys, and you're like, all right, we are going to mega push all three of y'all. Whoever looks the best when this next year is up, that's who's going over Roman. So it's a competition. Ooh, like, like, you that's know, a good idea. And grab the brass ring. We're not going to micromanage everything about y'all. Like, you say you can get over. You say, you know, you go out there and get over. And if you're over enough, you're the one going over Roman. But, but the yeah. problem with doing not doing something like that is there is not that person. Like, for them to build Braun Breaker from now until, like, I mean, granted, maybe within the next year, maybe it's possible, but, like, you'd have to... I don't think it's possible to put Breaker in that spot within the next, like, six months if, like, that's the timeline for Roman to lose. Once again, I don't know when they're going to have Roman lose. That's the thing. Who knows? But, I don't know. But it's a great question to Sean, and I don't want to spend the entire show on it because we only have about an hour today. But I, I think the question is great. I think Jesse's answer, Braun Breaker, is fantastic. I love that answer. So I kind of hope it will be, but they have to build him to that spot. And unfortunately, they have not built anybody else along with Roman. Nobody on the current Raw or SmackDown roster, I think, has a chance in hell against Roman, personally. No. The only person I'd be interested in would be Riddle, but they would have to mega push him from now until then. Like, he could not lose from now until then. And I just don't see that happening. But I do like that right. they pushed him on the show lately. He seem Vince seems to like him. Um, so we'll uh we'll see what happens there. Another thing that I like about Riddle is he legitimately can kick the ass of any person in the company. Yeah. So he's like a legitimate fighter. Right. So like if it came down to it, obviously, you know, they're not gonna fight for real in the ring, but like <clears throat> there's that added credibility of like you know, if you had Roman Reigns versus like a Matt Riddle who's been built up well and there's also the added thing in the back of your head of, like, if this did go sideways, which we know it won't because they're both professionals, but if it did, Riddle would kick his ass. So, like, <laughs> this is, you know, it's just an interesting dynamic. Same thing with, with Riddle and Brock, because, like, I think I think Riddle would be would kick Brock's ass as well. Riddle, yeah, probably. Riddle, Riddle th- I followed both their MMA careers, obviously. Riddle throws way heavier strikes than Brock does. Way heavier. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, great question. Thank you to Sean. Also, Corey with that other super chat. I, I believe you don't want it read out. Um, so, dude, like we said before, I, I echo all the sentiments, man. Never yeah, feel like real. a stranger. Never feel like you don't belong. Always right. feel free to hit us up. If we don't get Amen. back to you, it is nothing personal. And I always make it... You know me, Corey. At some point, I always well respond. And then we wind up having a good back and forth. And then I just wind up getting busy again. But there's there's very few people out there. Like right now, for instance, Corey, I'm out there looking in the wild for you. I know what I know what AEW figures he's looking for. So when I'm out looking, I'm looking for you too. So I've got you Ooh, on let my me mind. know. Let me know what he's looking for and I'll look too. He's looking for any uh, Lucha Brothers uh, sets. So there's a gold set and there's a white and black set. Ooh, so okay. Either of those, and he's looking for any MJF. There's two MJFs that are out right now that he's looking for. So cool. Um, so thanks again, Corey. And then Deshaun with another super chat. Thank you so much, man. Says Arn said, "Mess with mine, you get the nine." <laughs> Dude, that shit was so funny. So I fell asleep and I woke up and I saw Arn Anderson was trending, and I was like, "Oh God, did he fall again?" And then I saw what he said. Dude, that popped me. That was so funny. That's great. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting too. Um, and we'll get into that in just a second with Arn. George Hook, uh, it was a George, yeah, George said that Riddle lost to AJ. I, I, I don't watch the show, so I, I don't know. I, that's why I'm saying, like, it's hard for me to know, like, for sure who should and shouldn't be getting pushes, because I don't know who is and isn't getting pushes right now, because I don't watch Raw and SmackDown, so I just don't know. But, like, um, it sounds like Riddle lost to AJ, but are they still doing the tag team thing probably though, where it's like Riddle and, and Orton are the champions and Omos and AJ are still probably trying to get the belts back. And that's, that's probably what I was going so. on. So, um, as far as the Arn stuff though, and Dynamite, that's a good segue to kind of jump in. What do you think is going on there? Like, do you think that this is like, I mean, I think it's pretty clear if they kind of go the, the kind of, uh, I guess, kind of expected route based on what we saw last night where Arn maybe 
more so manages Lee Johnson going forward, and this like is finally kind of the the turning point for Cody to really make that heel turn that everyone kind yeah, of wants to see. That's what I think. I think this leads to a bitter, angry heel Cody. Because yeah. I mean, they tried it when he dyed his hair black. Remember, <laughs> they tried to make him heel, but then they turned him back. So I feel like he really needs a solid heel run. Yeah, I agree. Um, <clears throat> I wonder how they're going to do all this because. Cody, honestly, I think that Cody, like, because a lot of people think that Cody's kind of stale or that he's kind of, like, pigeonholed because, like, he can't challenge for the world title, so he kind of wrestles some of these guys who, the way that I look at it is as a positive, but a lot of people look at it as a negative where they're like, well, Cody's recently, he's working, like, Anthony Agogo and QT Marshall and, and, like, these kind of, like, lower tier, tier wrestlers. Now he's doing the thing with Malachi again, but he's getting smoked against, like, Malachi's been destroying him. Now, I think that's on, by design, to be honest. I think Cody, because the thing with Cody, if he can't challenge for the world title, like, he can't be in feuds right now with, like, the elite and, like, the the upper-tier wrestlers outside of the TNT title picture, but he's already had that belt twice. So, like, it's hard to... It's hard to put Cody in top spots right now because most of those top spots have some sort of title implications or implications in the rankings. So it's like Cody's kind of forced to be in this spot, but I think it's right. by de- I think it's by design though because I It is. I it's think, completely by design. Like, I think you're totally right. Right, like I think he wants people to feel like he's stale and he wants people to think that he's just like the overly white meat baby face and all this stuff because that's what you do before you turn heel. Like you get those seeds planted where people are already kind of wanting to boo you anyways. And then you just go all the way in and turn. So, right. I, I do. Do you think that this is leading though to Cody versus Malachi three and Cody's careers on the line? Because that's what I think that they're going to probably wind up doing. Oh, I don't know. If his career's on the line, that's an awful babyface way to win, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Unless he does it by like cheating or something. Oh yeah, that's true. He could cheat. Like if he, he could had, be slimy. Like if his career was on the line and like he's like getting all the sympathy, but the crowd's kind of booing him anyways. Especially if he has Brandy with him, like because the crowd mm-hmm. I, at this point, I, the nothing. I have to stress it so often. It's nothing personal against Brandy with me. Like obviously, Cody's like my favorite wrestler ever. Like I love the guy and I want him to be happy. And I, I think Brandy's. Gee, I watched the Roads to the Top show. She's very, obviously. She's incredible. I watched it too because I actually woke up for that. Right, and she and I thought the show was great. By the way, I didn't expect. Yeah, it to I be thought good. it was really good. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it every week. And and but Brandy, obviously, super intelligent, does great stuff behind the scenes. But even she was like acknowledging like the crowd hasn't really accepted her on the show, and and there's good reason though. Like she's not good in the ring. The mic work, like the, everything she's done on the microphone up to this point, is like. Outside of the Shaq stuff, but then she was pregnant and couldn't do the match. So it's like, she just hasn't, she hasn't come across well on TV. It just hasn't been good. Especially when you're this all elite company. Like, and she's, right. she's 38 and she's still learning how to wrestle. Like it's, in, but she's got to wrestle against women that are like in their prime, ready to go right now. You know, so right. it's like, so I think there's a big disconnect there between Brandy and the audience. So I think when she's with Cody, it's going to lead to more booze. And just like it did at uh, at her in the match against Malachi, this last one, Cody had still been getting a, a he'd been getting booed, but he'd still been getting a decent amount of cheers. He got mainly booed last time, and I think part of that had to do with like that he brought Brandy out because like the fans want to boo Brandy too; they want to boo both of them. So right. like so so maybe it's something where like Brandy helps because she got involved in the last Malachi match too, like getting in the ring, giving him the birds. Maybe she and Cody like cause Malachi to lose, like they cheat together to beat Malachi. That's and, a really good idea. Yeah, I, I, maybe that's where they go. So he saves his career, but now he's a heel, and he didn't really beat Malachi because like he had to cheat to do it or something. Um, so who knows? But but I think it is interesting that they seem to be teasing the split from Arn Anderson. Um, <clears throat> now, Which would make sense. Yeah. Now, this is also where I would start speculating a lot had certain events not taken place, like, recently on Dark Side of the Ring. But, like, this is where I would really be like, okay, this is where Flair's coming in. Like, for sure. Right, right. But I don't know if they can do that right now with the Dark Side stuff. So, right. um, 
But it is interesting. It's very interesting that they've planted those seeds with Arn uh, and Cody splitting. So, good stuff. They could almost do like a heel couple kind of thing. Not not exactly like the authority, like Stephanie and Triple H, because obviously they're not too much authority, but like a heel couple in that kind of sense they could do. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Because they, they really could play into that if they wanted to. Because so many people already compare Cody to Triple H and, and Cody to Jeff Jarrett from like the TNA days, which is just, I know I'm biased, but I think it's a ridiculous comparison. Like, Cody is putting people over. Like, just because he, he just because he didn't put over Anthony Agogo, y'all need to get over that. Like, Anthony Agogo wasn't ready. But everyone no. else that he's feuded with has either gone over, or even if they've lost to Cody, they've been elevated in the loss. Like, he is making... He is helping make the stars of AEW right now. Like, he shared the ring with Sam Guevara, who's now the TNT champion. He lost the TNT title to Darby Allen. He lost the TNT title to Brody Lee. Like, he's had good, solid matches against people that are, quote-unquote, you know, levels beneath him. And they made them look like they belong on the same level as him. Like, um, but if they wanted to go the heel route, and, tr- and he really wanted to lean into, like, playing up how people feel about him in that sense, it'd be really easy to do, like you said. If, if they had him pretty much just mimicking Triple H and Stephanie on WWE TV. Oh, that would be funny. Kind of like how the Miz and Maurice did, um, did uh, John Cena and <laughs> Nikki Bella. Yeah. That was so funny. Yeah, something kind of like that where, like, you know... I mean, maybe maybe Cody starts walking to the ring with that sledgehammer that he used on, you know, on Double or Nothing or something. Maybe he starts walking to the ring with a Glock. Yeah, starts bringing a gun to the ring. Oh my god, that'd be like a GCW thing. Yeah, um, that would be very GCW. <laughs> Alley Cat used the knife uh, the other week, like an actual yeah, knife. Yeah, saw that. Um, yeah. So, um, but yeah, these are all great questions, y'all. Um, and since we're already kind of in the in the dynamite talk, uh, the big news because I've got about a half hour before we got to bounce. It's kind of a short show today, y'all. But thank you so much for joining. Um. Let's talk about the main thing real quick with, uh, why is this, whoops, lost it, with uh, Sammy Guevara. So, how do you feel about this, Jesse? Like, I feel like Miro, for me, had finally turned the corner to, like, I really like what Miro is doing now. Like, I was not yeah. a fan of his at all, really, through his WWE run, and I really didn't like the the Kip Sabian and him team and stuff in AEW. So, this is the first version of Miro that I've really been into, um, I love the whole like, you know, I like I like my God up high and my wife down low. <laughs> just like, dude, that's yeah. funny. That's a good line. It's so good. Um, and he was really kicking ass in the ring. But there was a great story built between Miro and and uh, Fuego and Fuego and Sammy's connection and all that. And so, how do you feel about Miro losing the title? And also, how do you feel about Sammy winning the title? Well, it's, it's shocking and it's definitely unexpected. Um, I we actually me and uh, Jamie Kilsey actually just interviewed um, Fuego. It's coming right. out tomorrow. Hell yeah, K Babe, um, check it out. Yes, yeah, on K Babe. So it's it's crazy because he was really putting Sammy over, and we were really just hearing about their friendship, and we were kind of talking about all this stuff. It was kind of crazy. And um, Seahawk on Twitter. Yep. Um, he said it best. He said, "I was really wondering what it was going to take to bring Miro down, and what it took was someone properly motivated." Because if you think about it, no one's really had like a a story arc to beat Miro. He's just kind of had challengers. I mean, I mean, obviously Fuego had you know the car situation and all that, but you know, yeah, it. But it all built to this. It really all built to this, and it, it makes sense. I'm interested to see what they do with Miro now. I don't know if this continues or what's going to happen, but um, I thought it was a really cool babyface moment. It was a big surprise. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, it was a great, and it was also, you know, the show last night being in Rochester, which is Brody's hometown, and, like, him being so synonymous with the TNT title. So That's like, right. So, like, it was cool that that, that that match main evented for that championship, and then, like, it spotlighted it even more with Sammy winning. And then, on top of that, just because I don't want to forget to bring it up, on top of that, they did, they killed a few birds with one stone, or uh, as Ricky from the Trailer Park Boys would say, they got two birds stoned at once. Where, <laughs> where basically, like I was watching Roads to the Top, and during the commercial break, they cut to an interview, a live interview with Sammy Guevara, and I'm like, wait, is this a part of 
the show or is it where is it where's this happening and i realized like oh they're live right now during the roads to the top commercial break and guevara is cutting a promo as the new tnt champion and he's looking through his phone on twitter and he's like people already challenging me for this belt and then he says he reads a tweet from bobby fish who you know is currently signed to mlw so right. the Forbidden Door is getting kicked open again, and it's going to be MLW's Bobby Fish against Sammy Guevara for the TNT title next week on Dynamite, which is awesome. That's so cool. And I've been saying it for a while. Like, MLW, I knew they were going to get involved in this at some point. And they have a... MLW has a pretty stacked roster right now for this upcoming season. Like, Yeah. Or sorry, I shouldn't say upcoming season. Technically, it started. They're like two episodes in now from in their new uh, Fusion Alpha season. So, and you all can watch that, by the way, for free on YouTube. Great show. Oh, yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, uh, I think it's awesome that MLW is involved now officially, and Sammy Guevara versus Bobby Fish is going to be a badass match, and Sammy is going to be a fighting champion. I think that's the whole thing is, like, I think Miro was a fighting champion, too, and it's just going to be two different types of champions, I think. Sammy Guevara, I think, is going to be, like, the proud, like... Cocky. Yeah, kind of cocky, but 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 like really not in the same way Miro was, in like right. a Chihuahua kind of way. Right, right, true. Yeah, I, I I think he'll you know he'll take on all comers, like anyone. Yeah, who, you know, almost open challenge again, maybe. But Miro was like this just unbeatable force, whereas I think Sammy's gonna have to really earn all of his wins. Right, and, for sure. And I think Sammy was a great option too. Like they've built him since day one of AEW, so like yeah. this is. I have no problem with him winning at all. And and you had mentioned also, what do you do next with Miro? Um, I think... So, I I don't want... I don't want AEW to be similar to WWE from the sense of, like, a lot of the time when a mid-card champion... And I shouldn't even call the TNT title mid-card title, to be honest. It's, al- it's almost on the same level as the world title. Yeah, it really is. Um, But I don't like... I don't like the idea of when somebody loses a... I would call it a secondary title... And then their next feud is for the world title because it's like you just lost the secondary title. Why would you be the number one contender right. for the main title now? Um, right. If anything, the person who just beat you for the secondary title should be the number one contender for the main title because they just beat yeah. you. Yeah. Um, but that said, I do think Miro should be in the world title mix. I just think that it's going to be something where now that he's lost to Sammy, maybe Miro just. Just, just goes on another run of destruction and, like, he beats up everybody for the next, like, you know, the next couple months. Maybe you get, like, him versus, like, Lance Archer or something, because both of that them have been be really dope. protected. Yeah. That would be dope. Yeah, so, so we'll, we'll see, but the good thing is I have faith in AEW. I know what they're, I know they know what they're doing, so, like... Yes, for sure. So, this really is a good, it's a good situation. Like, I think this will eventually... You know what will probably it will probably happen. Lana will probably debut like next week. I hope just as a manager. Same here. I don't want to see her wrestle. Nothing against her personally. I, it's, it's for the same kind of reasons I don't want to see Brandy. It's the same, but but I but I do want to hear Lana on the microphone, and I think maybe that's the thing that because you you have an opportunity now where it's like Miro lost, he's vulnerable. Does Lana come in and like straighten him up now? You know what I mean? Right. Reform him. Right. Like, he needed his hot, flexible wife to be at his optimal performance level. And now he's got her. So now he's back. Now he's better than ever or something. Right. Um, but so, like, I'm, I think it'll help. Uh, doubt, ultimately, it will wind up helping Miro. And this, Sammy Guevara 1 million percent deserves this. So, like, this, this is great all the way around. I loved it. Um, what else was there? from this show that we should definitely well the dark order stuff that was really cool to see with uh you know Brody right with negative and one that. and yeah 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 and then them kind of teasing like that you know uh uno and grayson were gonna like walk out on the yes. match and then uh his wife came out yes amanda huber came out and and yeah it was like y'all need to work together this is bullshit like they went back and got the job done um, any any additional thoughts on uh, on the kind of the Dark Order's presence on this show? Because th- this was really well. I think I think it was important to have the Dark Order be a stable, especially on this show yes. in this place in that location on that night. Um, I it's really interesting what's going on there. I think um, eventually it's going to lead to Hangman Page coming back. 
and uh, straightening them up. I think I'm not sure. I feel like that's kind of the missing piece right now. I feel like he was kind of the glue that held them together. Now that he's gone, they're kind of falling apart. Um, yeah, I think I don't think you can break up the Dark Order. I think you can have people leave, but you can't break it up. No, I so. Agree. But I mean, but it is, but you know what? It's almost oddly human, which is weird to say, because I know it's like pro wrestling and all that, but it's oddly human to say, like, we always, we everybody has like their troubles. There's always like relationship hiccups or whatever. Maybe that's just what the Dark Order's going through. Because I don't feel like I have to, it's not like WWE where I have to catastrophize immediately and go, oh God, they're breaking them <laughs> up. Right. You know what I mean? AEW has a much more human fluidity to it, which, ew, that sounds really gross. But you know what I mean? <laughs> Yes, it has. It, it has a fluids. more um, human emotional curve. Yeah. Than something like WWE, and so it, you're able to kind of step back and go, "Hey, I can relate to this," and kind of like set it on the back burner and realize it's not going to be all or nothing. Right. Very true. Because um, we, because I can, unironically say, let it play out when it comes to AEW, like. Yes. You know, when they say it about WWE, I'm, like, being, like, a smartass. But, like, when I say it about AEW, I actually mean it, where it's like, let's, let's let this play out. I have no reason to, to doubt the long-term booking of Tony Khan and, and the AEW. And, uh, yeah, for a couple reasons, I don't see them breaking up. Like, one, they have their action figure set coming out pretty soon. So, like... Oh, that's true. I can't wait for that. It's going to be awesome. They're doing... I think the set is Anna Jay, Uno, Grayson, Brody... And John Silver, unfortunately, Al Trannels got boxed out of that. Um, and they're mm-hmm. also doing an unrelated LJN version of Darby Allen in that line, also. Um, um, and then also the other reason I I do expect, uh, as Corey was saying in there, Wyndham Rotunda, Bray Wyatt, whatever you want to call him, I do think he will come in and, and lead the Dark Order whenever his uh, his ninety days. Oh start. yeah, duh. So. I think that's who's going to, like, really bring them back together. But I think Hangman could be loosely involved still as well. Yeah, um, I forgot about him. I forgot about Windham, Rotunda. Yeah. My bad. And, and Well, it's all right. And the only thing that, you know, we have to wait on is is I think he's dealing with that 90-day non-compete right now. So I don't know. Yeah, when I wonder when his up. 90 days is up. I'm not sure. And there's no guarantee that he has the 90 days because not everybody does. But... Because you also have the option to, like, not get paid by the company for 90 days and, like, for, forgo it. But most wrestlers will, will take the 90 days. Yeah, I'll take the pay. pay. Yeah. Um, but I also think that if he wasn't in a 90-day clause right now, he would have been on the show yesterday. You know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, all good stuff. I love the Dark War. Um, I'm looking forward to Hangman coming back, though, soon. Because I do think that's going to be a part of the story of Hangman winning the title eventually from Omega is him coming back and like helping the Dark Order a little bit. I think they'll both mutually help each other a little bit, kind of get through kind of like the problems every all of them have been dealing with. Like Dark Order's been dealing with problems, Hangman Page's been dealing with problems. Maybe when Wyatt comes in, it's like they all get it figured out. Like I don't think that. They Hang- all go to therapy. <laughs> right. I the the Wyatt Funhouse. Oh god. Um, but uh but yeah, so that's all good stuff. I love the Dark Order. Hopefully they just keep elevating everybody involved uh, as much as they can there. And then also, like this was a hell of a just kind of an all star tag team match. We had, yeah, what the hell? <laughs> Bear Country and Anthony Green. And this is Anthony Green's uh, dynamite debut, the former August Gray from 205 Live uh, this past year with WWE. Uh, he, they had to wrestle the, the all-star team of Moxley Kingston and Darby Allen with Sting on the outside. And I mean, Jesus. Yeah, a tall, a tall order, a, a very, a very tough ask for Bear Country and Anthony Green. But that was just cool as hell seeing Moxley Kingston, Darby, and Sting all coming out together. And then that Sting, was so cool. And then Sting couldn't get over the the barricade. Did you see that? Yes, I did see that. That was so funny. Oh, that was awesome. Sting rules. Um, <laughs> so there's just not a whole lot more to talk about. Probably, I will say this. Oh my god, Dante Martin, unreal, absolutely unreal. Oh yeah, insane. Like, I know we've been saying that for a while, but, like, he's still doing moves I've never seen before. Like, I figured at right. some point he'd kind of, like, run out of stuff I hadn't seen, and, like, he'd start kind of repeating some of the stuff. Like, 
he did some sort of like springboard backflip parkour type move yesterday to like and it was just like a transition move it wasn't even like an offensive move it was like just right it was like what the hell was that oh my god he just like he just like randomly does shit he makes like the most mundane shit look really cool it's awesome like he he does he like finishes people with a sunset flip and it's like the most basic move ever but he gets so much height on it right like it looks super impressive right um so yeah huge shout out to uh to dante martin Really, really think he's got a bright future. When his brother Darius is back, I think Top Flight's going to get a massive push as a tag team. Right. Um, and then the only other thing to probably uh, mention real quick before we move on to some thoughts about Extreme Rules, how did you feel about Jungle Boy and Adam Cole? What do you think about the match, and what do you think about Adam Cole winning? That shit slapped, dude. I was like, wow, they're opening the show with this. This is going to rule, and it totally ruled. I had a good old time during this match. I think eh, Adam Cole getting over, I think it's fine. I don't think either of them hurt from this match. I think it looked, it was fun. I certainly just, I came out of it not feeling bad for Jungle Boy, not feeling good for Adam Cole. I just felt good being a wrestling fan. Hell yeah. I felt the same way. And Adam Cole had to win. Like, Jungle Boy. Yeah, he's new. Yeah, Jungle, Jungle Boy's day is coming though. I mean, it's like clear. Like, anybody who's, and has any kind of concern about Jungle Boy, potentially, just don't. Because, this guy's gonna be the world. Cha- he'll probably he'll probably be the TNT champion first, but he'll be the AEW world champion one billion percent. It's just gonna take a little bit of time. But like he's, yeah. I mean, he is a made man. I mean, MJF said it in his promo last night. That was really a really good promo. The four pillars of AEW that he considers to be himself, Jungle Boy, Darby Allen, and Sammy Guevara. And yeah, those are the four guys that are gonna be carrying this company. And I do love. How MJF was teasing that he he might just leave and go to the WWE. Yeah, that was great. <clears throat> yeah, he would be great there. Like he's really one of the few like AEW originals that I could see being like ultra successful in the WWE. Yeah, me too. <clears throat> but honestly. uh, but I mean, I, I think a lot of these day one AEW wrestlers they're gonna have a really strong loyalty to AEW. I think unless something goes really wrong. Yeah. Um, the only person that seems to really have any issue with AEW right now is Brian Cage. And <clears throat> and that's just because he feels like he should be getting a bigger push. And to that I say, sorry, bro. Like, there's an entire roster of, like, yeah. ultra-talented wrestlers. And you're you're very, very good, but you're not... I don't think he's in Your the, time will come. Maybe. And it already... I mean, it's like, what more do you really want? Like, they gave the FTW title. Like, and granted, like, they didn't do anything with the belt. But he... Like, does he feel like he should have beat Omega? Or, sorry, should have beat, uh, you know, Moxley for the title and stuff? Like, the world title and all that? Like, no. I don't know. Shouldn't have. Um, I think Cage is a really great talent. I think his look, you know, he looks very impressive. He's very good in the ring. He moves very good. Um, like, he's, he's an all-around very, very, very good pro wrestler. But, like, I don't see him on the same level as, like, Kenny Omega or, like, even Cody and stuff at this point. I think he's, but he's damn good. But my, my point is, like, I, th- I feel like Brian Cage has been in a really good spot for his AEW run. So, like, if he's unhappy with what he's got... He's been on television quite a bit. Yeah, been featured this whole time. And so it's like, are you... Like, what do you consider to be... Like, in his own mind, you know, like, what... like. Like, where do you feel like you could have been pushed more? Or where do you feel like you've been wrong or it's been unfair for you? Because right. if your answer is, well, I haven't been the AEW World Champion, like, sorry, like, you, you shouldn't be That's the AEW That's literally World almost Champion. everybody. Yeah, you're like, right now you just shouldn't be. I mean, like, there's, it's, it's Kenny. It, like, when, when Jericho was the champion, it made sense. You needed the big name. You needed the big name to carry the company when it first started to get eyes on the show, and everybody knows Chris Jericho, and he had really good matches, so like that was great. You had John Moxley, very similar reasons, super mega over with the crowd, having great matches, carried the company through the pandemic era, wonderful champion. Now you got Kenny Omega, in my opinion, the best overall wrestler in the world right now. Oh, for sure, world champion. Next. Should be Hangman Page, based on... It's either going to be Hangman Page or Brian Danielson. Most likely Hangman Page. And either way, both of those guys are on a different level within the AEW universe as Brian Cage. I'm sorry, Brian. So, like... Yeah. So, but here's the thing. If you would just kind of... I hate to say it. If you would just kind of shut up and just keep doing your thing, 
Like, one day you could be the AEW World Champion. Like, you have all the tools. But, like, mm-hmm. there are people ahead of you right now that make more sense to be in those spots. And that's just the re- the realistically what's happening. So, like... Oh, yeah. And, and that's the thing, too. Like, how could he be... He's been in a pretty damn good spot. So, like... Right. I don't think he has much to really be complaining about. Um, But, uh, but that said... Yeah, Jungle Boy and Adam Cole rule. This is a match I'm sure we'll see plenty of times... Uh, but it won't be every week and it won't be 50-50 booking. Like, you know, maybe we'll see them wrestle each other again in a couple months and it'll be fresh again. And uh, maybe Jungle Boy gets the win then. Um, I could even mm. see a scenario where potentially, because now Danielson in a... Well, the way I think it's going to play out, I think you're going to get Omega continuing to... Sorry about that. Those are some of my new action figures that I bought that I guess I didn't balance well enough and they fell off my shelf. Um, I think that, you know, Omega's going to keep refusing to give a rematch to Danielson between now and what's the next one, Full Gear, the next pay-per-view? Yes. Between now and Full Gear, Omega, or sorry, Danielson's going to climb the ranks. So he's going to get to the number one contender spot by Full Gear. And... Omega and Danielson are going to have their world title match, and Omega's going to retain. And then by Revolution, which is like January, February, that's where I have Hangman beat Omega for the belt. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that's probably the way to go. I don't think you should do it any sooner. Yeah, and I think that Revolution makes sense because, like, it's kind of the beginning of the year... Kind of like True, a fresh start. Yeah, Revolution is also the same show that him and Omega had that insanely classic yes. tag team match against the Young Bucks. So Hangman's kind of synonymous with Revolution. I think I think Omega might have won the belt at Revolution actually last year. I uh, be... no, that was the one with the 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 explosion. Yeah, I can't remember what show that was on. That was Revolution, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think it, so. It, well, I think it was because I think I think I remember it's kind of poetically worked out to where like Hangman and Omega had that tag team title match with the Young Bucks at Revolution and then the following year at Revolution I think is when Kenny won the title so then the next year have we already been a year into Kenny with the title or has it been less than what I'm so screwed up on the timeline right now I think it's it's been a year I think but the point is that if they do the title change at Revolution where a winner is coming. Thank you, Timothy. That's right. That's why we're getting the... Oh, that's why yeah, getting yeah, yeah. That all screwed up. Because um, that was on free TV. I forgot about that. So he the the rematch was the explosions. He won the title, winner is coming. And then the rematch was, was when the exploding death match happened. Because Kenny cheated in the regular match, used the microphone to beat Moxley for the title, and turned heel. That's right. Um, and I danced on a table, and I was super <laughs> pregnant. It was incredible. incredible. Yeah. Um... But uh but so if they if they do the the hangman title change at Revolution, that gives them time to maybe do Adam Page versus Adam Cole, like in the meantime, and Hangman beats Adam Cole, and that's how he gets uh Omega again, maybe. That could work. And then that also plants the seeds for a lot of stuff because if if Adam Cole loses to Hangman and then Hangman, you know, beats Omega for the title, then there's more dissension between the group because, like, Omega's going to be pissed that Adam Cole's the reason that Hangman got another title shot. And then, I uh, my long-term booking with all this is... uh, And I rarely ever fantasy book, but I just feel like this would make a lot of sense, the way that AEW does stuff. Hangman beats Adam Cole to get a title match with Omega... During that time frame, Omega gets more and more pissed off with Adam Cole. Because they're already teasing on BTE that this isn't going to last long between Adam Cole and Kenny Omega. Like, they're, they're right. this is not going to be a long-term... Because, um, I mean, Adam Cole was killed by him before and doesn't know it, but that's all kind of in BTE lore. But, and Adam Cole thinks that the Young Bucks and Kenny started AEW. He doesn't realize Cody was a part of it. It is part right. of, like, the lore and stuff. So, like... I think they're going to really, there's going to be a lot of dissension between Kenny and Adam Cole, and a lot of it's going to get amplified because Adam Cole is going to be the reason Kenny Omega even gets a title shot, or that Hangman even gets another title shot against Kenny. And then Hangman beats Kenny like we all expect him to, and then shortly after, 
the Young Bucks and Adam Cole beat the hell out of Kenny and boot him from the elite. And it's just yeah. the super click of, of Hangman, or sorry, of Kenny, jeez, the Young Bucks and Hangman. The Young Bucks and Adam Cole. I'm getting all screwed up. The Young Bucks and Adam Cole. <laughs> Omega disappears for a while, comes back as a baby face with a bushi to fight the super click. Yes. And I love it. And by January, the super click is the Young Bucks, Adam Cole, and Kevin Steen. So. Oh my God! Yes. Yeah. So. Whoo! That could be some good stuff. Um, that would be so amazing. So, that's a very long way of saying I love Adam Cole versus Jungle Boy, and I think it makes total sense for Adam Cole to win. Uh, Jungle Boy is going to be just fine. He's he's going to continue. Oh yeah. The top guys. Um, we got about 10, 15 minutes left here and want to talk a little bit about Extreme Rules with y'all today. I said it on Twitter, and I mean this, um, and I'm only going to give it an opinion today because we're doing a podcast and I'm sure some people would want to know how me and Jesse feel about this stuff. Um, I honestly feel like I'm so far out of WWE's demographic that I shouldn't even have an opinion on Extreme Rules, and I don't mean that maliciously. I don't mean that to sound like an asshole. I don't mean... I just... It would. This really seems to me like the same thing. If somebody was to to be like, "Hey, I want you to, you know, I want you to review the new Rugrats series," I'd just be like, yeah. "I just don't like. I like the old Rugrats when I was a little kid, but like, yeah. I don't really care about how the new CGI Rugrats is because like I'm 33 now. So like, that's kind of how I feel about anybody asking my opinion of WWE at this point." Hold on, is there for real a CGI Rugrats? You just making that up? No, there there is like there's a new what? series that came out. I think it's on Paramount Plus, and it's like Rugrats, Ew. but it's like CGI Ew. Rugrats. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Or it's the same kind of thing. Another great example, like if someone were to ask my opinion of Space Jam Two. Yes. Like I would tell you personally, like I thought it sucked ass, but like. But it wasn't made for us. It, exactly. I think the first Space Jam was incredible, just like I thought the WWF was incredible, and how I thought that, you know, even the WWE up until, like, you know, you know, a certain amount of years back was pretty damn good. But, like, it's just changed. It's a different thing. It isn't for me anymore. So, like, <clears throat> so that that's my whole point when I say, why well, I look at this two ways. On one hand, I need to be super honest with y'all. This product isn't for me anymore. I should not even have an opinion on it. But if you want my opinion on it, I thought this whole show sucked. But <laughs> but I'm but but this isn't for me. I think I think there's probably a lot of eight and ten year old kids that probably like this show, and that's totally fine because that's the target audience. So like that's so that's who it's for. So I'll start it off because I don't want to deep dive in all this because I just don't have the the any really care to. But as far as the main event, because I'm sure that's what people want to hear about. How did you? How did you, how did you feel, Jesse? Before I give my thoughts, we had the we had Roman Reigns versus the Demon Finn Balor. Finn Balor oh had been God. he'd been undefeated on w, he he had lost in NXT before, but they they've ignored that. But he was completely undefeated as the Demon on Raw and SmackDown main roster. And basically, what they wind up doing is like he basically does exactly what the Fiend had done before, where his music starts playing mid match, the lights go red, I know. the so whole funny. deal. And then the top he rope, like a fish. Yeah, and then like he literally lost by the top rope, just randomly breaking while he was I... going for the coup de grace. So yeah, yeah, take it away. I want to hear your thoughts on all this. Listen, listen. I knew that Finn Balor was not going to win this match. Like we all knew that. Right. We all knew they were going to come up with some kind of fucking way to make him lose, and the whole top rope breaking thing. Honestly, like, I can be, I, I can totally be mad at it, but I'm choosing just, I laughed my ass off. <laughs> I thought it was the funniest thing. Like, I, like in my head as it happened, there were, like, cartoon noises. Woo, 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 You know, like, it was just so, like, it was like America's Funniest Home Videos kind of shit. It was so funny. And just him flopping like a fish back to life. God, it was so, like, random. He just, like, flop, 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 flop. And it was just, like, <laughs> what? But you know what? It was different. Sure as hell, I ain't seen it before. And it was kind of funny. And it wasn't as infuriating as some of the other stuff they've done. But it was it was hilarious. It was hilarious. I just thought it was really, really funny. If I was stoned during that, I would have... <laughs> 
been on the floor. Oh. I would have had that on repeat. I would just watch him fall. It was yeah, that was it was definitely something. Um Yeah, it was definitely something. That's what Extreme Rules was. Extreme Rules. It was definitely something. Yes. WWE regular rules except for one match. Dude, Raw had more Extreme Rules matches than <laughs> did it. It had a fucking cage match. Oh, really? Who was it? Who was in the cage match? It was in the fucking cage for the WWE Championship. Who? A Big E and somebody for the Big time? E and Bobby Lashley. Mm, okay, I'm assuming Big E retained. Yes. Good for him. Um, yeah, I literally. I, not only did I not watch Raw this week, I didn't even seek out any sort of results. I just don't care. But good. Good for Big E, though. I mean, I'm happy for him that he's finally getting something you yes, know, going for him. Uh, but yeah, this the Roman Reigns and Demon stuff was just... Uh, he was a placeholder. Yeah. It just was what it was. When he was up on that top rope and he fell off, I was just like... <laughs> I mean, I don't even know what to even... It's just like, what? <laughs> Can you imagine being there live? <laughs> Yeah. Being like, was that supposed to happen? <laughs> well, it's it's almost like, uh, it's like, it was almost the equivalent of, like, slipping on a banana peel to me. Right. You know exactly. what I mean? cartoony. It was yeah. cartoony. Like, the whole thing, because it's like the music's playing and the lights are, are red and it's like, he has this gigantic comeback and, you know, like you were saying, the, the doo 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 and all this <laughs> stuff. And he's up on the top rope and he's... He's getting ready to hit the coup de gras, and then it just like slips on the banana peel and then loses. It's like, oh, lame. <laughs> like, <laughs> what was that? Um, but uh, but yeah, it's kind of what you, I guess you kind of come to expect from the WWE. It'll be interesting to see how they try to uh, explain it uh, if they do try. I mean, you'd imagine they try to explain it. You know, they um. That'd be funny. We shall see. Because it's either going to have to be an inside job from Roman and Paul Heyman or whatever, right? Yeah, something like that. Or they're just going to ignore it and just be like, yeah, fucking. I I would not put it past WWE. (laughs) I would not put it past them to ignore it. Oh, my God. Well, it was really sad, too, because, like, right when the match ended, they were immediately like, all right, so it's official. Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, crown jewel for the title. Oh, I know. Make it even worse. Just rub salt in the wound. Yeah, it's like, oh, so now we're just going to completely forget about this whole situation with the demon, like, this fast, huh? Um, someone in the chat asked about uh, Chris Hero. I'd, I'd like to see him in uh, in AEW or Impact. I, I think he's got a good shot of showing up in Impact. His, his girlfriend and or, I don't know if they're married or how close, but... Uh, Rachel Elring is already there, so. Um, uh, as far as other stuff on this Extreme Rules show that's worth bringing up before we get out of here. Poor, um, poor, poor Bliss got humiliated in her hometown, as predicted. That whole thing is just so pathetic. Like, Wasn't she taking a break from WWE? Who, Alexa? Yeah. Oh, I have no idea. Oh. If I were her, I'd just stop showing up. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, it's... She's here's the thing. She's she's a fine wrestler. Like I mean, it's good. Yeah. yeah. Like her and Charlotte's my favorite female wrestler in the world. Like in any company, like, I love Charlotte. So like when they were actually wrestling during this match, like it was fine. But all the hokey bullshit. Alka Seltzer. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, they tried doing the little giants thing. And yeah, you could totally see the tablet in her mouth. Yeah, the whole circle. Uh, a big ass circle in her mouth that was un unmelted. I mean, just stupid. <laughs> and, it, and it was like all about like her ripping up the doll and like trying to put it back together. It's just bad. And then like Becky and Bianca was a no contest. Like it was a fine match for the for the match itself. But then like the no, con- you know, uh, I can't, someone ran in. I can't oh, Sasha, Sasha Banks. That's right. Yeah. So it's like okay. Uh, uh-huh. So Bianca, so for any of y'all who were like, you know, butthurt that Bianca lost the title to Becky, like, you might want to get used to the idea of Bianca not with the title because she's not going to be getting that back anytime soon. She's going to be wrestling Sasha again, non-title, and Becky will go on to do something different. Um, is there anything else even worth talking about on this? Like, Je- Jeff Hardy was o- Jeff Hardy's always over. Like, I don't Jeff know. Jeff Hardy's always over. Just give him a 
fucking belt. For yeah, God's you sake. might as well put the world title on him. Like, I'm not saying like at the expense of La- uh, of uh, Roman or or Big E because I'm very happy for both those guys at the moment. But like Jeff Hardy, they really take for granted what they have with him still. Like he's, in all honesty, outside of like. I know there's other names you could throw into this. I'm going to miss some. But honestly, outside of, like, like if you're talking, like, Attitude Era, Hogan, Rock, um, or, sorry, yeah, Hogan was still around Attitude Era, or after Attitude Era, Hogan, Rock, uh, Austin, you know, Triple H, Undertaker, like, those kind of guys. Like, Jeff Hardy is is pretty much on that level as far as, like, if you were just to ask a random wrestling fan off the street who used to watch wrestling in the late 90s, early 2000s, they're all going to still mark out for Jeff Hardy because they still oh, remember sure. him as the guy who put his body on the line in all those crazy TLC matches. And like, I have friends that are, aren't into wrestling at all. And every now and then, you know, like they'll see that Jeff Hardy is still on the show and they're like, mm-hmm. hell yeah, Jeff Hardy. Like, like they still love the guy. Like, right. He's everybody loves Jeff Hardy. Yeah. Like and the guys had his demons and stuff, but like, as long as he's there on the show, you really need to make the most of having him. Because, guess what? He's going to be all elite when his contract's up, too. So you might as well... Right? You might as well push... The, unless you're so afraid of him. Here's the thing. They really should be in a position where they do everything they can to keep Jeff Hardy at this point. Like, like give him world title feuds. Give him the Intercontinental title again or whatever. Like, make him an upper mid-card to main event level guy consistently so that he might actually re-sign with you when his contract's up. But yeah. I think their mindset is like, let's bury him because he's going to leave anyways. Ah! Yeah, we don't like that. No, we don't like that. And we didn't <laughs> like this show either. I thought the show sucked. <laughs> um, but once again, if I was a little kid, this might have been great. So, like, I can't. It's just hard. It's hard to have an opinion on it right now. Okay, here's something that's worth noting with the Lily thing. Okay. Okay, so my, my oldest child... We cannot turn Raw or um, Dynamite or Smack... Well, we can do Smack, but we can't turn on Raw or Dynamite on until exactly 8 o'clock because usually there's either a scary movie on TNT or, like, Chicago PD. Sure. And the ending of those shows is always, like, super, like, traumatic and climactic, and there's, like, guns, and it gives my daughter nightmares. No, I understand. Sometimes they'll show, like, it before wrestling and stuff, and I don't understand why they do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, like, super graphic stuff, so we can't turn it. Lily did not scare her one bit. Really? Not at all. Didn't face her one bit. Does she, so like, laugh was... at it? No, she just didn't care. Okay. Because that's part of this, too, with, like, the Lily stuff and the, the, the demon falling off the top and all that. I thought it would scare her. Well, I thought it would scare her, but it did not scare her at all. She just was like, okay. Have, have you seen the Always Sunny episode where they do the play, The Nightman Cometh? Yes! Oh, I, that's so funny. I get those vibes all the time when yes. it's like, when it's like the Lily stuff or the demon like falling off the ropes and stuff because it's like the whole like laughs are cheap. I'm going for gasps type thing <laughs> because it's very high school theater. Well, we, well, it's very like you're doing stuff trying to either be scary or like extreme or whatever, but people are just laughing like like they're laughing at it. Like it's just yeah, it's so they're not bad. laughing with you. But once again, if you're a little kid, you just don't really know. I shouldn't say you don't know any better, like, because, like, that's just what you like. But. Yeah. <coughs> it's very, like. I mean, Savannah doesn't like it. So it's like. Ow, it, ow, ow. <laughs> but it's like. Um, yeah, it just, it just, it just, it is what it is. If you enjoyed the show, more power to you. I'm not, once again, I will never tell anybody. Right, we're not going to poop on your parade. No, I will never tell anybody not to watch Raw, not to watch SmackDown, <laughs> not to watch, like, you watch whatever you like watching. It is totally, totally fine. Just don't be upset if you ask my opinion on this stuff. Just expect, just know what you expect, because, like, I just, I don't think it's a good, I just don't think it's a good show for anyone over the age of, like, 13 or 14 years old at this point, but... You know, and, and I've said it a thousand times, I promise you they wind up doing Chucky versus uh, Lily in, like, a cinematic match or something. Guaranteed it. I hope so. Which is interesting, too, right? Because isn't Chucky, like, it's still, like, an R-rated type thing, but, but Raw's But it's on a PG. show. Yeah. Yeah, it's but it's... weird. I don't get it. But it's but it's on the USA Network, though, right? The Chucky yes. show? Yes. So, like... Yes, it is. 
and I think I've said it before on here, like Chucky does have a history in pro wrestling. He was in WCW for a short time in a feud with Rick Steiner. Oh! Rick Steiner's son is now involved. Maybe Chucky comes after his son. Okay. Um, oh. Yeah, there you go. Son of Chucky goes after son of... Because they had that whole that whole movie, right, where like Chucky had a yeah. kid. Because they had yeah. Bride of Chucky, then they had Son of Chucky, right? Something like that, yeah. First comes love, then comes marriage, then comes the baby in the baby carriage. There you go. So maybe we'll get Son of Chucky versus Son of Rick Steiner in like the ultimate, uh, the ultimate long play storyline. The ultimate continuity. Yes. Yeah. No one will be able to tell us that the WWE doesn't doesn't you know. They don't insult our intelligence. They they think of these things. It's funny because I did see one thing from Raw that the Hurt Business is back together. And yes, I think that's great because they never should have broken them up to begin with. Yeah, they never should have broken them up in the first place. But I think it's funny because I feel like half the half the audience is like, is like, oh yeah, like I'm so glad they finally put them back together. Like hell yeah, this is awesome. And then half of them are like, I told you, like I told you when they broke up that it was going to be a long term. Right. No, the only reason they got put back together is because it everything they did after the her business didn't work. So right. like, they went they back to the well. Like they, <laughs> they, they, I guarantee you, when they broke up the hurt business initially, there were no plans to reunite the hurt business. I promise you. Right. Like, I think it was dead in the water. Yes. So well, it wasn't. It was. It was. It was actually a great. It was great. No, I mean, it was just, dead in the water as soon as they broke up. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And then they tried the thing with Bobby Lashley, where apparently he just like was surrounded by women for a while, and then just That's MVP right. and. Once again, I haven't watched any of this, but I'm just assuming it probably wasn't very good because, once again, the ratings keep going. So, yeah. Um, so, anyways, that'll do it for the show today, y'all. I gotta get out of here and some golf balls with my dad. Uh, Jesse, let me pull your uh, your Twitter up right now, and I'll just I'll just talk about the sponsors. I won't pull them up today, but I'll I'll talk about them. Um, if you want to tell everybody like what to sure. do for the channel, and I'll have your Twitter up for when you want to plug that. Sure. Um, yeah, so we love our chat. Thank you so much to the chat. You guys absolutely rule. You guys are awesome. We want more like-minded people like you in the chat. So if you did like this video, please do consider giving it a thumbs up and subscribing to the channel so you don't miss when we go live because sometimes our schedule changes. Like today, we were supposed to be at 11, but it was 11.30. So um, please subscribe and put turn that notification bell on so you don't miss anything that we put out. And um, you can always go follow me on Twitter. Um at Jesse the Buckeye and go on my OnlyFans. That's the best way to directly support me is my OnlyFans, onlyfans.com slash Jesse the Buckeye. Uh, I've got a new K Babes coming on uh, tomorrow with Fuego del Sol. We talk a lot about Sammy Guevara. It's super inspiring. He's such a great person. He's super cool. Um, so check that out. And um, use code Jesse25 for 25% off your Papa John's pizza order. Papa bless. Probably bless. There's the link for Jesse's OnlyFans for anyone watching live. Just go right there, click that button, boom. Um, for our sponsors today, as always, shout out to WrestleRumble.com. They're the place to be for fantasy pick contests for professional wrestling. Always a lot of cash and prizes on the line. There was $1,200 on the line total for the Extreme Rules pick contest, which of course is over by now because Extreme Rules has happened. But as down as I am on the WWE product, I watch Extreme Rules, like I said, mainly because... I had a Wrestle Rumble entry going. So, like, I'm still invested in the show, even though I don't really care about it, because I can win money. So, and they got, you know, raffles for belts and stuff over there. So, check them out. WrestleRumble.com. Follow them on social media, at WrestleRumble, to stay up to date with all their contests and all their giveaways. Shout out to um, my brother, Brian Jensen. Follow him on Instagram at BoxingATL, B-O-X-I-N-G-A-T-L. Um, his gym right now is actually... He, he he has a gym that's in like a like a workspace like this complex, and his next door neighbor's business or the the business next to him rather, this laundromat, um, their roof caved in. So because of like state rules, he can't even use his gym until they fix that, which is like a big mess. And they're trying to figure out a new space. Oh my gosh! So now's a good time if you are anywhere outside of Atlanta. Well, even if you are in Atlanta, Brian will still be able to meet you in person and, you know, at your business, you know, in a park, at your house, whatever. But this is a great time remotely. If you need any help and you're not anywhere near Atlanta, Georgia, anywhere else in the world, Brian can do Zoom calls, Skype meetings, 
to help you reach your goals. If you want to lose weight, get in better shape, if you have any kind of neurological stuff going on that you need some help with, some dexterity work, some flexibility work, you want to compete at an amateur level or a pro level at any kind of combat sports, Brian's got you covered. Just follow him on Instagram at BoxingATL, B-O-X-I-N-G-A-T-L. Hit him up. He'll get something worked out with you to help you reach your goals. And also, um, shout out to you, Music City Toys and Collectibles. They have a retail location at 101 West Main Street in Watertown, Tennessee. They're good people. They give you fair business. they got a ton of pro wrestling memorabilia. They do live auctions and stuff on their Facebook page. So make sure to follow them on all social media at Music City Toys and check out their new website at musiccitytoys.biz. Also, if you would be so kind, please use code FIGHTTALK on independentwrestling.tv or iwtv.live. They're both the same website. And use code FIGHTTALK, F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K, all is one word, all word, one word with no space, and uh, that'll help support us over there on independentwrestling.tv. And uh, they currently have, like, over 5,000 shows that you can watch over there, so a ton of great wrestling. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at FIGHTTALK, underscore, F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K, underscore. Got the Fightful Select Weekender podcast every Sunday on FightfulSelect.com, talking independent wrestling. All the other stuff I do, I keep updated here. Uh, all things MMA for YouTube videos if you're into mixed martial arts. Um, all that good stuff. My show with Doug on Tuesdays, live rounds, RVD Tito for Life YouTube channel. Got a lot of stuff going on. It's kind of all over the place, but, uh, you know, if you enjoy the content, just, just follow me and I try to keep it, uh, try to keep it, uh, you know, updated the best that I can. Tonight on Fight TV, F-I-T-E, Fight TV, if anyone wants to watch uh, great show tonight. Violence X Suffering VXS is on tonight at 11 p.m. Eastern Time. Going to be a really good show. Got names like Jordan Oliver, Alex Zane, stuff on the show. Going to be really good. Um, <clears throat> and also tonight, like I mentioned at the top of the show, twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. Myself and Joel Pearl will be watching some old WCW pay-per-views. Um, tonight, we're going to watch something from, I think, around the year 2001 when WCW was pretty bad. That's a lot of fun to watch just some... Oh, that is fun. Yeah, so if you want to join us, that's tonight from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. And as always, with the big fights, the next Fightful Fight Night is going to be youtube.com slash Fightful. <clears throat> That'll be ne- not this Saturday, but next Saturday for the main event of the big boxing match. We got Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury 3. We're going to be live for just the main event of that next Saturday, October the 9th. So... That all said, that's all I've got. Jesse, anything left from you before we sign off of here? Nope. I hope everyone has a great weekend and has lots of fun. And go Buckeyes. <laughs> yes. Go Buckeyes for Jesse. Skull Vikings. You know we got your Browns this weekend. Oh, that's right. So, uh, <laughs> That'll be fun. We might have to make a, a gentleman's bet. Yes. Yeah, we might have to. We'll talk to you. Fun. I'll talk to you about that. Uh, we'll text about that before the, yes. before the game. So, uh. I'll say Skull Vikings. I know Jesse's a fan of her Browns. This weekend, we're going to be at odds. Emonies. Enemies. All in love, because I know we're both very passionate yes. about our team. So there will be no trash talking, but we do no. want teams to win. So Yeah. Yes. So thank you all very much for watching. We'll be back soon. Uh, just make sure you're following both of us on Twitter. Make sure that you are subscribed. Make sure you give us a thumbs up. Hit the notification bell uh, to know when we're going live. And follow us on social media so that you know when we're going live. We'll probably be back next, uh, probably next Tuesday or something.